Greetings, everybody. We are here today and enjoying this beautiful day. Here we go. everybody welcome to keys to your best life i am your host maggie cavanaugh and today i have a dear sister in christ friend uh i just love this woman and some of you may or may not know my friend don ray may uh if you are in the middle tennessee area and you listen to moody you cannot miss her because she is so much fun and the best way to start your day so don welcome to the broadcast thank you so much maggie what an honor well, I'm so glad to have you here. I haven't seen you in a long time. I think the last time I saw you was at a Christian Women of Media luncheon and you were speaking. That's how long it's been. It's been a minute. Yeah. Okay. It's way overdue. So thank you for reaching out and having me on the show. Oh, I've been wanting to have you on here for a long time, but I also know how busy you are because Moody is constantly encouraging, inspiring. I always say that Moody is my ministry station. There are a lot of great networks out there that people listen to, but Moody's my favorite because they pour out so much ministry, even in their morning host. So tell us a little bit about your journey at Moody, how you started there and what your current role is now. So I've been at Moody since 2007 because the third baby was born 2006. So that's kind of how I keep track. But when we moved to Middle Tennessee, I met the former um, station manager here at Moody Radio Nashville. And we were at church together and he said, would you ever consider going back to morning radio? And I said, I don't think so. That's too early for me. But I, one thing I learned back when I met Ben May, which I know you used to work with my husband, yes, is that I don't say no anymore. I just say, okay, yes, we'll pray about it. And so you, that would be a year to two in the making. And sure enough, the Lord did call me to Moody Radio. And I'd always work kind of what we'd call top 40, if you will, in, or contemporary Christian music, me, all music stations. That's all I'd ever done, really. And so I didn't know if I was equipped, if I was mature enough to work for Moody Radio uh, spiritually. And the Lord would make that happen and teach me and grow me in so many different ways. And, you know, as it as you go and you're seeking the Lord, you're growing every day. And so that's still part of the journey. But I'm honored to be part of this team. And that well, is what we do. We have a team. I serve with Steve Hiller and several others that are kind of behind the scenes and keep us on the air. And I'm, I'm really, really grateful to be part of so many people that know so much more about, more about radio than I do. But we're just kind of all in it together and iron sharpening iron. I love that. I love that. I love that. And I love how the Lord pieced you in there because, uh, you know, you are a mouthpiece for the Lord. And uh, it has been such a pleasure over the years to watch you. Even that season, you know, where you're taking care of the kids. And I actually was around whenever she had her last child. Uh, ben and I, her uh, husband, we worked together. We worked in the same department. And Dawn was kind enough to come and do um, the National Day of Prayer with us. Remember that? I do. That was an honor, too. I mean, anytime the body gets together, you might think it's like small and insignificant, but there is something about every time that we're in the presence of the Lord in community that is powerful. I do remember that. 
Yes, yes. I absolutely was so honored to have her come because, you know, most of y'all know with the National Day of Prayer, we're looking at the seven spheres of influence or the seven mountains or whatever camp you're from. We And media is a big part of that. And we're going to talk a little bit in this broadcast about the importance of faith in media, because we know right now with the secular media and, you know, so many people are turned off to media. And I'm and I want you to hold on to the broadcast to hear about that. But first, I want Dawn to to brag up on her family. And the reason I want her to do that is because like I said, I worked with Ben. Ben's an amazing, gifted man. Oh, my gosh. He was, you know, there are co-workers that you have that you tolerate. And there are co-workers that you have that you love. And Ben was one of those people that I loved working with. So share with me about the kids. How is everybody doing? Everybody's doing well, growing fast, faster than I could even keep up with. And I always say, I'm so glad they're getting older and I'm not because that's just <laughs> kind of something I try to stick to. But our <laughs> oldest is 25. She's Whoa. getting ready to, yeah, I know, firstborn's 25, and she's getting ready to move to Wisconsin. She's going to be on staff at a church there for a couple of years as an intern and get her master's. So right. that's a really neat program, and we're excited that the Lord has moved her in that direction. The boy, he is 20, and he no. is here <laughs> in Little Tennessee. I know, and you wouldn't know it because if you saw him, you'd think he was like 25 or 30 fully bearded and, you know, just looking like a man. And he is a young man, but he's not quite as old as he looks. He's getting ready to uh, start a new chapter of school in graphic design. So we're really excited for him. And then baby girls, freshman in high school, she's 14, almost to be 15 end of June. And she's just a delight as well. So yeah, th that is my claim to fame. Ben May and those three babies are that hard other than what the Lord calls us to outside of that. It's just awesome to be part of this family. You know, and that's why I wanted to mention it because I have, I've looked, I want, I study families. I know it's kind of, it's, it's kind of creepy. Okay. But I do watch for biblically operating families because it encourages me so much. And you and Ben have always done such an outstanding job and uh, as parents and as role models in the community. And so I just wanted to pull that out because our first ministry is to our home. So if you're watching this broadcast and you're thinking, I don't have a ministry, I'm changing diapers or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. I'm running to the field and all of that you're doing ministry okay minister to your family and the sphere of influence around you that will come with that and then as your life goes on you'll look back and you'll remember the times where you helped out a mom and, and whenever your kids were you know in the PTA and, you, and another mom needed help or later in life in high school, how there was crisis in a family ministry is doing life authentically as a Christ follower. So I'm very encouraged by what the May family has done over the years. So let's talk about why it is so important for Christian media to reign right now. I mean, we need lots of godly influence. So Dawn, what do you, you know, and I, we won't get controversial or anything, and I don't need to put you in an awkward spot, but media, I know when I asked you about, you know, I mentioned secular media, I see the look on your face. So how can we as believers get people to tune in to what godly people are saying and tune out what the world is saying? Because the world's talking pretty loud world is loud and it, you know, in mass numbers, it's easier to tune into something that the world's going to tell us than something that the Lord would tell us. And it, it's flipped. 
we know that it used to be kind of the other way. We would listen to what our godly leaders had to say. We would follow scripture and we would be more in tune with what the path is that the Lord has put us on. Now, I think, I mean, you know, we talk about all the time. You've got your phone in your hand, you're constantly scrolling, and sometimes it turns into doom scrolling where we're just looking for the bad and, and we find ourselves following that way. I think it's because the flesh is very easily um, persuaded to go toward the things that it just naturally wants to gravitate to. And we we feed that, unfortunately, all too often. And Maggie, I love the question, what can we do? How can we encourage one another? How can we spur one another on to love and good works as scripture invites us to do and actually tells us to do? And I don't know what the answer to that question is, but I would ask friends and family that have never listened to Christian content on a Christian mm -hmm. radio station to give it a try. Maybe a 30-day challenge. That's kind of always been something that marketing has tried through the years to just uh, get people to engage. Give it 30 days because we know that habits form in 30 days. I didn't like Christian radio when I started listening to Christian radio. I wasn't sure what it was all about. I didn't even know that it would make such a difference in my life. And this was back in 1988 when I started working at a Christian radio station and it transformed my life. And that particular radio station was one hour of music, seven hours after that of content that I learned how to do tapes and push buttons and kind of the nuts and bolts of radio. That would be preparation for the many opportunities that the Lord's given me in the years to come. And I had no idea. I thought it was just an eight month job that I was going to do for a short period of time and that I was going to go work my dream job at State Farm because that's what <laughs> I thought I wanted to do with my whole life. And Yet the Lord would redirect that path even after I got to do that. All of that to say that once you get engaged with a radio station that is feeding the word of God into your heart, into your ears, and, and somewhat even into the lamp of the body, the eyes, because you have content online, it changes the way we pursue things. It changes the content that we thirst for. And I think back to what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed is he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. Yes. And, and that doesn't just start in our flesh. It starts in our spirits. And once we start to taste and see that the Lord is good, then we want more of him. If we start to taste and experience the world, it's just by habit. We want more of it because it's what we're used to. Once we start to feed our souls more of him, his word, the, the lyrics in a song that would um, help us worship him because there's truth in them, it changes our perspective. It changes the way we act and react to one another. It changes who we care about and what we care about. So I would just say, if you've never engaged with a Christian radio station, that you would give it a chance and, and just tell yourself, it's kind of like, when Ben May was invited to go to a Christian concert with some friends from work, <laughs> he decided, though he didn't know what he was going to do in a, in a car full of Christians going to a Christian concert, he decided, you know what, I can do without the bars one weekend. I mean, what am I really going to miss? <laughs> and his life changed that weekend because the yeah. Lord was calling him to himself. So you never know what the Lord's going to do if you'll just set aside some time and, and try something a little bit new.
I love that. I love that because, you know, growing up, music was a huge role in my life. And, I, and you know, we'll talk some about the broadcasting aspect of, and the host and the and the word of God that's taught on Moody. But the, when you mention the lyrics, it's so powerful because I grew up Catholic. And so it and, you know, I wasn't as um, I just I wasn't there. OK, <laughs> I had that little box, you know, I sinned like, you know, the devil on Saturday and did my confession on Sunday. I, I wouldn't have known Jesus if he showed up in the room. Now, if you're watching this and you're Catholic, I'm not bashing the Catholic religion. I'm telling you, my walk was not authentic. I was not saved. OK, I was just not saved. I was just a heathen with a cat capital H. With that being said, music was my thing. So I went to a lot of concerts growing up and, and all of those things, they get in your ear gate and they stay in there. Cause right now I could, you know, I kid around and say like 80% of my brain capacity is song lyrics. Cause that's what I fed and, and whatever you feed grows. And so when I became a Christian, um, you know, in the late nineties and the charismatic movement, I, there was so much great music. Christian music. I had no clue, no idea. I just always thought it was like, you know, um, and, and I love song, you know, I love um, hymns and, and stuff like that now. But back in the day, whenever I was younger, I mean, I was like, I needed some guitar and some drums and some, you know, rock type things. And I remember when I heard Petra, okay, am I dating myself? I'm really dating myself here, okay? And I was like, whoa. This right. is great. And I started listening to Christian artists and listening to Christian networks and and so forth. And it literally helped shape and mold and keep me on the right track because it's very easy to get diverted in your baby walk. You know, when you first become a Christian, especially because there's that draw from the world and the enemy trying to say, oh, you don't need all that. Oh, that's just, you know, reading your Bible all the time and, you know, spending time with Christians and go, you don't have to go to church all the time. And, you know, all those lies come in and try to pluck people out. But Christian media keeps them plugged in. And I mean, literally plugged in because you're getting the lyrics from the song. You're getting the anointed music that was inspired by the word of God. And I am huge on songs that have scripture in them, you know, and it'll keep you in that place. Mm -hmm. But I love and, and whenever not so much now because I my routine is different in the morning, but I loved getting in the car with my granddaughter, taking her to school in the morning and her saying, well, you turned on Rayon. <laughs> it's just so precious, so precious. And it blessed me because I was going to not only get great music to inspire and encourage my day and to walk deeper in, in the Lord, but I would get good quality content from you in the mornings that was just always cheerful. Thank and you. so, and the world needs a lot of sunshine. And so I love the fact that you said that, you know, whenever I came to Moody, I didn't know whether I have what it takes. You know, listen, all it takes for media is a surrendered vessel that is willing to open their mouth and speak the truth with love. So thank you for all you do there. Oh, thank you. Well, and that's really what the Lord taught me too, Maggie, that exact same thing. You be willing, you be available and I'll do the rest. I just need people that'll step up and say, I surrender all. And that is such a hard song to sing because you realize you're talking to <laughs> your holy savior and he knows whether you're, you're keeping something back from him. And there are times I stand and I sing, 
you know, in my heart, I'm singing, but I know that if I say I surrender all and I'm lying, that's not cool to do that to God. So I'm just asking him to change my heart so I can say I surrender all, but always having the heart to want to be that obedient vessel. And he has proven that, oh my goodness, time and time again in this position that as long as he's in it and as long as this is where he's called me to be, just make yourself available. And that I think though that's true about wherever he calls us. And I think back to something that Mark Lowry said years ago, that if God calls you to be a ditch digger, you'd have to step down to be president of the United States. If he calls you to be in the sanitation department, you would have to take um, a, a demotion to be the prince of Egypt or whatever, you know, any big, uh, any big moniker or title we could put on ourselves. It wouldn't be what he asked us to fulfill. It wouldn't be what he wanted us to do if he had put us in a place that had purpose. And he may only know the purpose, but that's that's not for us to always figure out. Our thing to figure out is whether or not we're willing. Amen. That's so well said and it's so true because, you know, like we were talking earlier with stay-at-home moms or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, the Bible says, whatever your hands find to do, do it unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that willingness, that vesselness, you know, I was in marketplace ministry for 15 years, you know, I became a Christian. I'm like, I didn't tell everybody about Jesus, but I did not want to be that Christian that whenever I walked in the door of my employment, that Jesus stayed outside. I wanted him involved in my decision-making and, you know, so forth. And, you know, I did that. I, that's how, whenever you came to the national day of prayer event, you know, I used to get some pushback from a lot of people. They're like, you're not supposed to bring that stuff into work. And I was like, then come to my Bible study and find out how you can get passionate about Jesus and want to take him everywhere, you know, but right. I had a weekly, weekly prayer group, weekly um, uh, Bible study. And then of course we did the national day of prayer, but I say all that to say this, whatever season of life you're in, wherever you're at, just be obedient and he will continue to lead and guide you. And in different seasons. And of course, when I left the corporate world, I was like, Oh, well, I, you know, I can't, leave serving Jesus. So what's next? And you step into that next season, but he's had you in this season now for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a long time to be in one place, but there's so much fruit from that dawn. I, I'm sure that you've got followers that have been listening to you for all 15 years. And then, of course, the younger generation gets introduced to you as they become mature enough to listen to Moody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it amazes me. I I can't hardly grasp all of that because so even in that, you know, that season, I think it was six, seven years that I was privileged to be the solo host for Moody Radio Nashville. And then the two years that I step out and Matt comes in and yet still able to fill in and still able to be part of share. I always say I never left payroll. <laughs> Because right. you always still feel part of the family. and But for whatever reason, the Lord brought me out of that. And it was clear it was his direction. And then, I mean, imagine my surprise when he called me back. Because I, I, when I left Moody, like left Moody, but still on payroll, I left a job I love to go to a job I love. And mm -hmm. I thought I'd be in that new position with my kids' school until I would say I was 83 and they called me, carried me out on a stretcher. But for whatever reason, that season, and I see some of why, I mean, you know, sometimes he gives you a glimpse and then he calls me back and I've been back since 2014 and 
no, that can't be right. 2016. But it's amazing. Just amazing that he would allow those things as far as position. And, you know, you think, okay, you're a radio, um, a radio host and that's, I don't know how people see it, but I glamorous baby. It's glamorous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, there are things about every job, right. That you don't always love. And, sure. and yet when those things start to be your focus, you'll get really discouraged. If you think about all of the negative for me, for instance, getting up super early and putting my family on a schedule that is way different than the norm, um, going to bed early, getting up early, missing out on things. That's all the stuff that if I camped on, I could get really discouraged. But the Lord has has really taught me that when that starts to encroach and it does to pull back and look at eternity. And I know that sounds a little bit um you know, Pollyanna maybe, but it's true. When he says, take your next step or put your eyes on me, set your mind on me. You have to do that. You have to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author, perfecter and finisher of your faith. Otherwise, everything that clamors for your attention, good, bad or indifferent, that'll take precedence. And so that's kind of the things that he's taught me through these seasons that you have to, especially when it gets hard, your flesh wants to go this way. And you know, that's not what I've put. I mean, for any of us, there are some things that are super clear for all of us, right? right. <laughs> um, but whatever it is that wants to be distracting, you do have to go back to almost the flannel board basics and mm -hmm. say, okay, Lord, I, I get it. I hear you. I'm not liking what you're telling me right now, but I'm going to trust you. Amen. Amen. And that's that's a word for somebody today, I'll tell you, because there are all times that where we find ourselves being discouraged, you know, and so that's where the word comes in, because the word is there to encourage us. And as long as we're staying adhering to what he says in his word, we're never going to fail. Never never. He is so faithful. So, you know, I love your answer to that as far as challenging your friends to listen to Christian radio, because there you're right. There are some Christians that don't listen to Christian radio. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's, it's like an extra source, source, <laughs> source of nutrition coming into your mm -hmm. spiritual diet. So mm -hmm. I want to encourage you all because what you do, the generation behind you will follow. And I know now with, you know, because I'm a live streamer and, you know, all of the different, there's so many media platforms, you know, there's so many, but I want to tell you that radio is still powerful and it needs to be taken into consideration because the generation behind you are following you. They're watching you. And as you plug into that, just like my little granddaughter would be like, are you going to turn on dog red? You know, <laughs> they are going to follow that suit. And it, we need to keep the airwaves going strong for Jesus. And Moody is more than just a radio station. I, I challenge you to go to the website. You can listen. If you need any type of encouragement, you go to the website. It is full of all kinds of great information. Now your show, you go on, gosh, you go on so early in the morning. Tell them the hours that you're on here locally for those in the Nashville area. And if you're outside of the Nashville area, you can still stream, right? You're on, on, um, is it on, is it streamed on Facebook? Um, actually, no, it's not on Facebook, um, okay. but go to mymoodyradio.org or you get the app because the Moody Radio app is free. And then if you hit discover 
and you'll find Dawn and Steve in the morning, which is the name of our morning show. But you're also going to find Maggie, you mentioned content. I mean, there is something for, for everybody fun on Moody Radio. And it could be our live uh, show in the afternoon about finances, or it could be Janet Parshall in, in the market. And you're looking at Joy says a uh, newspaper in one hand and a Bible in the other. And you're looking at the headlines of the day, but you go back through the lens of scripture. And, yes. you know, Dr. Tony Evans is on with us and um, Dr. David Jeremiah, Dr. Mark Joe, the president of Moody Bible Institute, which that's who we are. We are a branch of Moody Bible Institute. So I, I and that's just a few. That's just a few of the folks. That right. So if you wanted to listen to the morning show, 6 to 9 a.m. Central. That's right. And we're honored to broadcast in about uh, so just about 50 signals across the U.S. and Canada and down to Turks and Caicos. So we have signals in a lot of different markets, Tuscaloosa and Birmingham and Mississippi and uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Um, we're in Oklahoma, around Taliqua. But the best way, if you're not sure about Moody Radio, is just to get that app. And then download it because since that's free, that's easy. If you're on Wi-Fi, of course, not going to cost you any data or mymoodyradio.org. If you're in the Nashville area, it's 91.7 or 98.7 here in Middle Tennessee. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. So, y'all, now that I have a different routine in the morning, I used to be on there at 6.30 a.m. driving mm -hmm. to Murfreesboro, and I had a 30-minute drive, and it just fueled, uh, got me ready for the day. It was just a great way to start my day. Now I'm on a different routine, so the app does come in handy because you can mm -hmm. get whatever you need whenever you want it. I mean, it's kind of like how the world seems to be now, the fast pace and, yeah. you know, what you, you know, but like she said, there's content available for everyone in the family, and I have gotten so much encouragement and correction uh, over the years listening to this amazing uh, station. So I encourage you guys to do that. So Dawn, oh my gosh, we could talk for hours, but now we're getting close on time and you got to get home to your beautiful family and so forth. But if I was to ask you to leave the audience with a key, what would that key be? Ooh, I would go to Matthew 6 and there's so much in that passage. But when I get really tripped up, on the things of the world and what I think I'm supposed to be doing. And, and I am a people pleaser. So it's easy for me to get tripped up and to start think about, well, you know, if I do this or what about this and I can get things convoluted and tied up in knots and the Lord will bring Matthew 6:33 in particular to my mind where he tells me to seek first his kingdom. Okay. I, I start to digest and chew on that. And then he says, and my righteousness. Okay. Mm. That gives me more definition. And then all these things. Now, what is that? Well, I go back in that text and that passage mm. and I realize that he's talking about um, how nothing that he's created has to worry, right? Consider the lilies of the field. They don't toil or spin and consider the sparrow. And does he not even care about that? And we can worry a lot about the things of this world. And we do need to be engaged. Yes. Sure. We yes. do need to work. We do need to make supply for our families, uh, understanding all of that. But within that, that secondary, when we're to be seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then allow him 
to do the work that he will do for us if we're trusting him. And that's just been something he's worked on me. I, I, I would say in the last couple of years, but that last couple of years has expanded. It's been about, oh, 12, 15 years now that he's just reminded me when I get frustrated and I get knotted up or the kids are, you know, trying to work through something. I'm like, okay, let's start here because we know this is like any, any board game, Candyland. You got to start at start. And then as you go through the different paths, always remember that he has given us first things first. And yes. we can we can count on that. That's bankable. I have a friend who's in uh, the exercise world and health and fitness, and he says it's bankable. If you do something every day, I'll quote Wayne Burns here, then it, it'll add up. And that's true. If we seek after the Lord, it will add up at his economy. Ooh, and his economy is so much better than ours. So it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So that is such a good advice straight from the scripture, Matthew 6. Listen, y'all, there's a lot of things that can distract us and worry us in this season. But like Dawn said, be engaged. Listen, listen to the Christian radio station to find out the perspective through the lens of scripture rather than trying to, you know, figure it all out on your own. And, I, you know, I'm not bashing uh, media because I think media is a very important tool when when it's used right, not, um, you know, to bring light instead of dark and to bring light into the darkness whenever we have to deal with these things. Because if you only allow what the world is speaking into your life, it's going to shut you down. And then you are going to be worrying. And then you're going to be, you know, don't be like that. Stay strong. Stay courageous. You know, don't forsake the assembly. We're living in some crazy times, but God is bigger. Jesus said in this world, we're going to have this tribulation. But to cheer up, he's overcome the world. So I look forward, Dawn Ray May, to hugging your neck the next time I get to see you. It's been way too long. And I appreciate you being on the broadcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm holding that hug for you. So come on. Awesome. Awesome. God bless you guys. I hope you'll catch us here next time on Keys to Your Best Life. God bless you. We'll see you. Thank you.